I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, if I'm non-binary, can I still wear sequins? I talked to comedian Abby Wamba about her project Mom Binary. Plus, Biz celebrates. Woo! This is Woo! a check-in. Hey, guys. I hey. love hearing Biz tell me I'm doing a great job. You I are. just wanted to give a shout-out to everyone who's out there, parents and otherwise, doing self-care in public, which I think should be uh a thing, an acronym, SCIP, skip, self-care in public. <laughs> I just went to a doctor's appointment, and I was behind a woman who, like, had an ankle thing. And then later, as I drove out of the parking lot, I saw her. I was so concerned. She was just lying on this bit of grass on the edge of the parking lot, like, splayed out. And I thought, oh, my God, she's fallen because she had an ankle thing. And then I realized <laughs> she was on her phone, and she was just, like, lying in the grass. <laughs> oh, my like, oh, I love this woman who's a total stranger to me. I am a teacher, and I just started summer, and I've been trying to do some self-care, and I just went through a car wash, and I paid the guy and then closed the windows and turned on the music, and I just <laughs> sat there with my eyes closed meditating while, like, everything was going on around me. It makes me think of biz uh, roller, roller skating, too, in a parking lot. Self-care in public. Love the show. Love you guys. Bye. Oh my gosh. And I love you. I <laughs> I think you're doing an amazing job. I love this idea of self-care in public. I <laughs> really do. I like a woman laid out in the grass. That sounds really nice. I like listening to music and meditating in a car wash. I think that sounds really nice. And what I like about all these things is these aren't giant. These aren't you know, I know we can go back to the beginning of the show and the early years where I was like, damn it, it's not enough just sitting in the parking lot at the grocery store. That shouldn't be our self-care. I, I, now, now I'm a changed woman. And I still think, I still think we deserve more than sitting in a parking lot, right? But I also fully embrace the small self-care moments. So I think you're doing an amazing amazing job. You are doing such a good job. And what's also amazing is you are a perfect segue to thank yous. Thank you, teachers. I know it's your summer break. But I know that doesn't always mean you're breaking. I know that means that you're preparing for next year, wrapping up on the last year. I know that some schools start in two weeks. <laughs> some don't start for another month. I know this is very precious time that you have right now to not be in school. And I just want you to know, I hope you're making the most of it if you can. I want you to know that while you are on your summer break, that you are still 
greatly valued, greatly appreciated. And I thank you. Thank you for teaching. It's such a big deal. Thank you. I also want to thank librarians. Hey, our summer's been saved at the library 100%. Raiden's up there all the time, volunteering, doing stuff, reading, just going. Just going. Zines are the new thing. They're making zines because our library has a zine library. Come on, guys. Are you checking your libraries out? They're kick-ass. Also, thank you to doctors. COVID spiking again in many places. Probably probably hadn't really gone away. <laughs> oh, wait, it hasn't. It's still a thing. Pandemic still happening. Vaccines making it a lot easier to recover from COVID. But we have to look at the smaller pictures and remember that there are lots of people who cannot get vaccinated because of autoimmune disease or other medical issues that prevent them from receiving these vaccines. Also, some people don't live really close to clinics that are providing vaccines. I mean, there's a lot going into this, a lot of things that are fucked up in our healthcare system. Anyway, the point being, if you are still wearing a mask, you are doing a good job. If you are still social distancing, you're still doing a good job. If you're not wearing a mask, but you're still respecting people's space, that's, that is an okay thing too, especially outside. I just want those of us that still wear masks indoors, even though it's not required, those of us that are mindful in any space, be it indoor or outdoor, I just want you to know I see you. There are a lot of reasons we still need to take care of each other. And I just want to say thank you to all those who are making that effort. Thank you. And to all the doctors who are still fucking working nonstop to take care of us. Thank you. I also want to thank my husband, my partner, Stefan. It's his birthday. It's Stefan's birthday. Stefan's birthday. Stefan's birthday. <laughs> he has gotten all the Legos. So uh, a lot of Legos. There were some slim pickings around Christmas. So he has got enough Legos to keep him happy at least till the end of summer, which is good. There's a lot of Legos. Raiden was like, is it all right that we're getting this many Legos? I mean, are we just like ignoring that he has other likes? And I'm like, look, he really likes Legos and he really likes Star Wars. And I think we're okay. I think it's a safe bet. So happy birthday to Stefan. I love you. Thank you for making kids with me and keeping me from running away for milk. Oh, and also thank you for not being a stereotype. That's been a delight. It's been really helpful in this relationship, which I think, I hope, will tie in nicely to what we're going to talk about today with comedian Abby Wamba who recently has been pondering the nature of being non-binary in a very binary world, especially when it comes to being a parent. 
please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Everybody, I am very, very excited to welcome Abby Wamba, who is an American comedian and writer living in Copenhagen, doing great things that we're going to discuss on the show. We just don't want to give it all away here in the bio. Welcome, Abby. Thank you so much. This is so great. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Before we get in to why we're talking to you today, I would like to ask you, who lives in your house? I live with my partner, Yom. Okay. And our two kids, Ginny, who's nine, and Sofus, we call him Sof, yeah. who's four. And uh-huh. we, ju- we just got a dog. We got a dog last week named oh Bobby. God. What kind of dog? Yeah. What kind of dog? He's a, he's a cockapoo. Oh, <laughs> a cockapoo! He's like... He looks like a bear cub. He's about like, he's like almost at my waist. He's huge. <laughs> oh. They called him a cockadoodle. But, oh. Um, the vet called him a cockapoo. And I am going to side with the medical professionals on this. Okay. Everybody seems not American in your family. Is this good? living in your house? Is this correct? Uh, my kids are half. Well, my half kids, and half. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bobby is Danish. Yeah, okay, Bobby good. Bobby Thank you. Is a Danish dog. Thanks for um, clearing that up. I, I guess also partly Spanish in the yeah. Spaniel part. Right. Okay. Yuln is Danish. Yuln is okay. Danish. Yeah. So Dan- we have a lot of like similar Swedish-Danish yeah. references, I think. Yeah. How long have you been over there? Four years. Four years. Four years. Excellent. Yep. We nice. moved over when I was pregnant with my second kid, mm-hmm. and he was born a couple months after we got here. And Oh. Just got to live up that scando sweet healthcare healthcare mm. respect mm. for for maternal well being. Mm. Oh, you're so lucky, so good. <laughs> okay, we will stop derailing on the family, and instead, I want to talk about okay. A, you're very funny. You're a comedian. You were a semifinalist in... I was a finalist in the Funny Women competition yes, last year. Yes, which is uh-huh. amazing. Thanks. And part of what you talked about in your stand-up was based on some little self-exploration you had been doing, including this amazing audio of your questioning of like what it means to be non-binary. I have listened to it multiple times. It's really excellent. And I, for people who haven't heard it yet, don't worry, there's a link. <laughs> it is, I, I made some notes and some of my notes were the amount of overthinking you have done <laughs> about being non-binary is marvelous. Which led to a lot of questions, all of which were pretty good. (laughs) Questions like, who made up pronouns? Do I have to change my pronouns? And can I still wear sequins? So with that tease, talk to me about even beginning this project and what led you to it. Well, I 
the pieces like mostly almost entirely from my journal entries yeah. about that this time. I made it like two years ago now. So it feels like now I'm getting fonder of it. I was so lucky. Transom is an amazing website for audio creators and people interested in audio. And they asked to publish it about a year after I had made it. Mm. And at that point, I found it so painfully embarrassing. Because sure. Like, it's like my journal <laughs> entries yeah. from – Yeah. And so when I submitted it to them, I was like, this is pretty good. And yeah. then like a year later, it was like reading your journal entries like your first – your freshman year of college that you right. wrote your like senior year of high school and you're just like mortified. But yeah. You're like, I am so great and I understand God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting I, there. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I haven't listened to it since then, so oh, now, well. so so now I don't feel embarrassed at all. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really based on my journaling at the time. I have I heard the term non-binary. I'm non-binary. Maybe that's an important thing. FYI, to say. <laughs> FYI. Yeah, and I have two kids, and so um, I birthed them. I was pregnant with them. I grew them. I breastfed them, and I feel very like connected to like being their their mom. I feel like their mom, and so it was like about deciding whether to talk about being non-binary and what that meant and if I could still be a mom and be non-binary because like mom is such a like gendered thing and sort of the conclusion I've come to is all gender is made up I can do whatever the fuck I want (laughs) (laughs) and that feels great I love that and I feel like the more we get everybody else on board with that the better but um yeah I think when I first started making it it was locked down yeah. I heard the term non-binary, I think, the first time, like, 10 years ago. I was a teacher in New York before I moved to Denmark. And I just had all these young – and I, like, immediately when I heard it, I was like, oh, I'm that. I was like, oh, I'm that. But, like, it wasn't a time either where people were, like, asking. Like, it was just like – I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm that thing. Yeah. And then it wasn't until, like, Zoom times when people were posting pronouns. That was one of my favorite – Things you were thinking about. You're, you're right. I mean, because, again, it depends on where you live and the communities that you're in. But, you know, we're in Pasadena, and my oldest has gone through a couple of different identity choices, non-binary is where they're settling out at the moment. And pretty much everybody in their grade is, like, trying to out-gender something with each other, which is just the best. I'm like, that's great. I'm so glad. Uh, I was a tomboy. That was all I had. And then we're lucky enough to go to a school that really takes that into consideration. So it made sense to suddenly see the pronouns on people's Zoom accounts. Yeah, yeah. But you, like one of the things you sort of journaled about, talked about was, are you ready to commit to your pronouns on Zoom? Which I just thought was such a... And I had also, I worked in a really progressive school in New York called the Brooklyn Free School. And we had, we like, sometimes some people asked for pronouns in the beginning. And I really just like was so surprised by how I didn't want to be asked because that meant that I had to like answer. And I was just like, oh, so I would just like say a different thing every time. I have also said I have not changed my pronouns. I think it's great when people call me they. I don't mind it. But like I use she, her for myself, like when I'm writing about myself. But that was like a time when I was like, if I'm non-binary, then must I? 
yeah. change my pronouns. And what I've decided for myself is like, I'm doing enough. I'm talking about it. I'm out there, whatever. I don't actually have to do something that makes me work harder in this way if I don't want to. So, <laughs> so like, I'm so glad that there are people that are doing that. And, and there are people that make that makes a huge difference for them to use yeah. um, those pronouns for themselves. It doesn't feel like that to me. And so I have just decided not to do that at this point and so and that feels good too i'm just like oh i could do what i want that's nice fucking evolution everybody gets to yeah. you know make their choice in that moment right yeah but i i think what is interesting about this audio piece and you touch on this in some in your stand-up is just developing where you are asking these questions because yeah. a lot of times what we are exposed to are people who've really gone through this thought process, right? They're already on the other side and have found the places and the spaces that they want to use and how they want to talk about it and go through it. And what I enjoyed about all the questions that you asked yourself was it just made it incredibly human and like <laughs> messy. And I think that's sometimes missing from the discussion because you've got me of a generation where there was no language, period. Yeah, right? yeah. Or, or there was language, but it wasn't anything anybody wanted to use. Yeah. And then I witness my kids where they have access to more language than I can keep up with. Yeah. And then there's all this in between. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think it is messy. And it's I have those questions about, for example... Raiden, my oldest, who identified as trans for a while and now is much more comfortable in non-binary. And yet I still wrestle with like, well, are they non-binary because they like to wear a dress? Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. just like, because yeah. it's like yeah. things that have nothing to do. I know. But it's that. so funny. I feel like there's this thing I've been thinking about recently, which is how people are like, oh, like woke culture isn't, is so annoying. And I'm like, because there, there is something about me that like kind of agrees that this is just an annoying time. Right. But I think it's, <laughs> like, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. And I think it's like, I think it's worth it. I think it's yeah. worth it to like make huge leaps in how we treat each other and listen to each other and think about each other. But it's the worst time because it's not actually, I feel like it's like not woke. It's like, we're like waking. And that yeah. is so much worse. Like the it's so awake. much worse. <laughs> it's like being in the car when like you find out you've been going the wrong direction. Oh yeah. For like the last like half an hour you're like oh shit like i gotta turn around and the gps is like redirecting route redirect yeah. like please turn around please i'm like i'm trying i'm trying well actually even more is the times where i'll be like all right kids we gotta go to such and such and then we are halfway there and i realize i'm on autopilot going to school yeah right yeah, and we're not yeah, i'm like it's yeah. summer why yeah. are we even and, and then and then when you notice you yeah. have to change course yes. And you still don't want to fucking hear Do about it, it yeah. from the other people in the car. You want them to shut up. Like, I'm I'm going I got to it. go the right way. Yeah. Just, I just, we're just going to get there 30 minutes late. All right? Yeah. And that's the time that we're living in. Yeah. We're living we're, in that time in the car. And it's awful. Like you said, it's good, but it's awful. Yeah. Because like, we'll we, get We there. must. Yeah. We must. Yeah. We must, of course, correct. And fucking the wind is not in our sand. <laughs> Just like, 
You're just like paddling with one arm out really? of the boat. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I really keep thinking, you mean you haven't been rowing back there this whole fucking time? God damn it. I just want to get back to the Zoom thing real quick because I had this vision of like, what if we just shared all sorts of information? Like, how much information do we need to share? Yeah. You know, mine could be like Biz Ellis. She, her, slash, a few times in college, slash, Fanalo, <laughs> right? Like, we could just share all yeah. sorts of things that yeah. define us. That yeah. would make me, that would make Zoom a lot more fun. So much more fun. And then I feel like an asshole when I don't have anything up there, right? Like, I'm like, yes. I still don't have anything. And most of the time, it just opens up and it's my kid's name. Yeah. And it's not even mine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like one of those things that for me is like, oh, I can tell that that has made a huge impact mm-hmm. in the way that people talk about this and realize yes. it. And like, I'm so like, I'm so I'm glad I'm grateful yeah. that it's happening. And for me personally, it's the hill I don't want to die on. So it's like, <laughs> oh, thanks to all of you guys for dying on the hill. And then I have nothing up there yeah. because unless people specifically ask me to. And then I want to yeah. be like, she heard, but I'm non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Like, I'm also non-binary. I want you to know. But, like, I also think now I'm getting to be a – I'm not known. I'm not known. I have 900 Instagram followers. That's what I'll, like – that's what I'll write on my gravestone. <laughs> on your gravestone. 900 Instagram. 900 Instagram followers. <laughs> yes. No no pronouns. No on pronouns. My gravestone. You get that fucking pronouns on there. Yeah. On Instagrams, I, on Instagrams, on Instagram, I don't have my pronouns. And I'm like, ooh, like, I'm, like, ooh. so, like, post-radical. <laughs> But, like, people know that I'm, like, a non-binary comedian. So I'm like, ooh, does it fuck with you? Does it fuck with you? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, like, like, nobody is thinking about it at all. Nobody's thinking about it. And and it's not even, like, I don't have that fight. Like, I am glad other people post their pronouns. I just just don't. (laughs) I I appreciate the sentiment. We can make choices that aren't all the fucking work in the world. And still be who we are without it. Somehow negating that mom binary. One of the things that really struck me in the piece, though, because you know it's a show about having kids in your house, and well, actually, it's more of a show about adults having kids in their house <laughs> yeah. and how much our life is not what it once was. And is that yeah, okay? Being I don't an know. Adult in a kid's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's essentially yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was this question of if I'm non-binary, can I be a mom? Mm-hmm. And I loved that question. And I assume you have an answer. I mean, no. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> sure, damn. sure. I, I got an answer. I got business, business, business. I got I an mean, answer. Do we have a makeup? Can we make one up? <laughs> it's 90% of parenting anyway. It is. It is. I mean, the answer is, yeah, you can be yes, whatever course, you want. Right? Yeah. You know, when I first became a parent, mom felt weird. I'm married to a man. He's my husband. Yeah. I still cannot say the word husband. Like, I never could. Like, it's just, like, it sounds so ridiculous. It makes me think of animal husbandry. I, like, feel like he's going to, like, stick an arm in me and a cat is going to come out. And, like, kind of that has happened. Happened. So, like, I don't know. (laughs) So we say partner. There's just, like, words that you like and words that you don't like. And I didn't like mom at first. It didn't feel like it was a gendered thing. It felt like a being old thing. Or like a being like, I didn't know how to do it. And that was scary thing. Mm. And also probably a gender thing. I do want to talk about how being pregnant alerted me to gender in, in new ways in a minute. But 
yeah, so, like, there are words that you like and words you don't. And my kids have been calling me, like, mom and mommy and mama for, like, nine years. And yeah. now, like, I love I love that. I don't, like, I love being that for them. And so. Well, the assumption that you're supposed to just come on board with that role. Yeah. yeah. The moment a kid gets in your house. I mean, like, that's. That was my hang-up with that word and all the assumptions that come along with the term mom or mother or mommy. And I'm with you. I'm like, I am totally those kids' mama. You know, like with a capital M, fucking (laughs) designing women all over your ass if you come near them, right? Like, I will, (laughs) Julia Sugarbaker, all up and down. (laughs) I am old. But like... But I'm with you. But but that's in my relationship with them. But it's yeah. not in my relationship with strangers or people not in my house or, no. you know. So, but talk to me about being pregnant, like having a pregnant body. Well, I always, like, I present masculine. And I've always presented masculine. Sometimes I wear sequins. Sometimes I wear it like, <laughs> literally, I will one day be a drag queen, not yeah. a drag king. I like love dressing up, actually, but it feels like it's a costume. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I think it's really fun. But it's like, this is when I pretend to be a woman. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that um, was prom. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to prom. I drove my friends to prom in a dump truck that I put a couch in the back. And I had like, this is like, if you could describe what non-binary is, you yes. don't go to prom. You drive your friends. You drive a dump truck yeah. with a like red carpet and a lift okay. gate and a couch in the back. I think that is actually a poster. You're just like I, having a good time. I don't know. It's yeah. not always a good time for everybody, but I have a good time with it. And <laughs> yeah, but being pregnant, when I was, like, young, I was, like, yeah, a tomboy. Yeah. And I was thinking, I have, I'm working on something with this for my comedy because, like, before I said I was non-binary, it's, like, not like other people didn't have their own words for it. Like, <laughs> right. my best friends in high school were these two, like, two high school 17-year-old boys, and we, like, loved each other. They were Pennsylvania boys. And they called me, they were like, we love Abby so much. It's like she's not a girl. Girl. It's like she's a boy with all the right holes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, obviously very sad because how focused they were on, like, holes. Yeah, on, like, being allowed to want to have sex with me. Right. As as opposed to their other friends. But it's, like, way sadder for them because, like, how many holes did they think were different? I know. I know. Maybe <laughs> multiple. Like fi- 15? Yeah. Fi- yeah. 15, like mini golf down there? Like yeah, very mini is. golf. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's ski very. Ball. Like yeah, just well, ski like, ball. Yeah, ski ball. It is. It's a lot. It's closer to ski ball than mini golf. I think yeah. you're correct. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. I have a female body. I know. I've been to a doctor. It's more like ski ball than mini golf. I haven't ever yeah. looked in a mirror, but I'm pretty sure I know what's going when on. When I put my fingers down there, it is 5, a lot like ski points. Ball. <laughs> right in the uh. human anus. <laughs> But when I, but then when yes. I got pregnant, I got pregnant kind of young. I mean, not kind of young, like a normal age for many people. I yes. got accidentally pregnant when I was 25 years old and I felt like a child. Like I felt like, <laughs> oh my God, this isn't, yeah. you're not allowed to do this. You know, I know many competent, wonderful parents <laughs> that like were parents way earlier than yeah. me, but I was not ready. And I like was pregnant. And I had just always thought, like, oh, yeah, like, sexism is a thing for other people. It's not really a thing. It's not a thing for me. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, people just don't treat me because I present so masculine that yeah. in a lot of ways that's really true. Like people no. talk to me in a different way than they talk to like people that are present more feminine, and like they've always done that. I have a business partner who's like very feminine presenting, and all the business goes to me. Like if we're standing in the front, yeah. But then when I was pregnant and I was like visibly female, people yeah. were like didn't know whether to laugh at my jokes anymore. They, like, mm. treated me. I didn't know what to wear. That was so hard because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because maternity clothes suck in general. Like, they're yeah. really bad. And oh, yeah. it's sort of like trying to find clothes for kids when you don't care about gender, where you're yeah, suddenly yeah. like, why is everything so, like, delineated? Yeah, but yeah. maternity clothes are the worst. The worst. The worst. I mean, I think it is getting better, but like even when I was pregnant 4 years ago, like I couldn't afford anything that was like not flowery dress. Now I go through Target and I'm like, god, I wish I was pregnant again and just to get these sweet sweet coveralls. These yeah. sweet sweet coveralls. <laughs> Let me get my hands on those sweet sweet, sweet coveralls. Coveralls that would only look good if I was pregnant. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I will never be pregnant again. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a joy to be able to say that, huh? I'm not quite there yet, but oh. I'm like, one day I'll say. One day you will, and you'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, that would be so nice. Yeah, no, it's okay. Everybody gets to make their own fucking choices. Go ahead. God, isn't that great? <laughs> I got that a cool? dog this time. I think I got a dog yeah. now no, because happens. I was like, I don't want to get pregnant again. Can we get a dog? Can we get a dog? <laughs> Trust me. I need, like, one more cute thing. Can yep. we get a dog? Yeah, then I got pregnant, and being <laughs> pregnant is like that. And also then, like, having a baby, even in yep. Denmark, like, the most progressive, there are places you're not allowed to breastfeed your baby. And I was like, oh, sexism is real all the time, everywhere, for everybody, <laughs> even me that looks like a boy? Like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. They were right the whole time. And I was like, wow, if it if it took me, like, I wasn't dumb enough to be like, sexism isn't real out loud, but like. Yeah, but you were happy driving that car in the wrong direction. I was like, it's really not that bad, guys. Everybody <laughs> invites me to all the parties. It's probably you. It's not all. <laughs> you know, I can see the, the road trip you were on. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, yep, not yeah. headed to Disney World. Go ahead. No. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, there was... I think a lot of people talk about this now, and I think that's great. There was this, like, exceptionalism about gender that I had that was like, I am a, I'm a girl, but not really. It's interesting to separate uh, from, yeah. like, my, like, what I really think of as being non-binary, which is, like, I want to actually – I think it would be great if we got to a place where it really didn't matter – like being uh, like a female, being male, being like a woman or a man, like it doesn't. It, there's so little put on to what that means yeah. that like it does. You don't need to invent a third thing. I just don't think that that's where we are. And I feel like being non-binary is like a response to that. And like yeah. how I feel and show up in the world and just like acknowledging that out loud. And I don't have to do it because things go fine for me when I don't but I it's like being directly asked are you that and like being like yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that now yeah. that we're talking about it like yeah I'm that <laughs> you fucking know I'm that yeah like, duh no <laughs> so shit you know I mean I do have the t-shirt on so, uh, you know it's up to you oh my I god to our listeners I do not have a t-shirt no. on <laughs> no, they do not have a t-shirt on. I actually on. have I have a sweatshirt on that says it wasn't me. So may, oh. maybe, maybe that <laughs> really is. really telling. Maybe that is the. 
<laughs> Maybe that is really you. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. All of my t-shirts right now are like abortion fun supporting. I just like went nuts. I mean, those are good shirts to have around yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> those are good ones to keep handy. Yeah, I just keep those handy. I've just yeah. had. I've just been sitting on them for a couple of years. You know, now I'm just gonna bust them out. And you're well. You're in Pasadena. You live in yeah. California. We have a lot of rights. <laughs> you have a lot of rights. You have a lot of rights. And your kids are supported in their gender identities at yep. school. You are saying. Yeah. And how old are your kids? Did you say? My youngest is eight, and my oldest is going to be thirteen in less than a month. Oh, nice. And your oldest is non-binary. Yeah. My oldest is non-binary. My youngest just really and has since kindergarten likes using the pronoun she, her. So thank God I at least got one girl. Anyway, but in no way presents as anything other than Ellis, right? Like then who they are, right? Like there's mm-hmm. no, as does Raiden. Uh, though they went through a brief phase of presenting more male. Mm-hmm. And then we just gave everybody the space to do whatever the fuck they wanted, knowing they're going to they're gonna figure it out, whatever yeah. it is. And they get to wear whatever the fuck they want. And like, I don't know. And maybe we never figure maybe it out. Maybe we never and figure maybe it's it out. just questions and questions and questions. And, like, I do think that's another annoying thing. Like, I think you're right. It's annoying that we talk. Like, there's just... I wish there was more space to be wrong. And I think I listened yeah. to your episode with the <laughs> most recent one you did yeah. with. Yeah. And I listened. Lisa, and I listened. yeah. Lisa yeah. Kenny. She's I the best. I just think that's so great. Like, I think that's what needs to, there just needs to be more space to mess up and for that to be like, yeah. what is the, what is the question? What's the answer right now? The answers are changing. Yeah. For me, it would be fine if in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, non-binary was not a thing anymore because it didn't have to be and, like, gender wasn't, like, didn't exist the way that it exists now. But, like, that would be fine. That would be a fine resolution for me. I don't know what it would look like instead, but it's just, like, I don't think – I don't think we can ever say that we, like, landed on the answers. I hope that we keep moving and thinking and asking questions and, and getting to be wrong. Yeah, just being willing to ask, being willing, yeah, being willing to be wrong and being willing to turn around when you realize you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I fucking love it. I also, I also love you, Abby. Aw, I love great. you too, bitch. You're, you're fucking the best. You're the best. You're fucking the best. Thank Who are you. we fucking? We're I fucking don't... Swedes and Danes. Fucking sometimes, yeah, well, maybe. Probably not that often. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really only Swede by relation. I'm pretty fucking Southern. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's who we are fucking. Oh, you're this. right. We are fucking. I mean, I Swedes don't know and if you Danes. Are. Sometimes that's... I fuck a Dane is what yeah. I was trying. Yes. I just wanted you to know. Sometimes I have sex, Biz. Sometimes I have sex. <laughs> sometimes I fuck someone. Wow. <laughs> you told me I could swear. I'm really taking you up. No, on that. I really oh, just okay. like where we've gone, and I'm like, sometimes I do too. Everybody. Yay! And here's to everyone. I hope you're finding pleasure in yourself or someone else. Either way. 
Everybody, I'm going to link you up to where you can hear this piece that Abby made two years ago, and she feels completely differently about everything now. I'm just <laughs> kidding. As well as where you can see their stand-up. You are a delight, Abby, and I'm glad that you were asking questions and willing to share all those questions with 900 Instagram followers. <laughs> that is the best. You guys follow me, then I'll have more, okay? Oh, then okay, I'll we do- gotta go do that. I'm we'll the do the worst. podcast again, and I'll yeah. update my number. I'll When I die, the number yes. will be right on my gravestone. It'll be- <laughs> what if people follow me on Instagram after I die? Oh, I was going to say just... Like, if we do one follow a day, yeah, is, uh-huh. does that become a weird countdown or count up to your to death? To my death. Yeah. Right? Like, can yeah. we, do we predict <laughs> what the number of followers should be? That's really should, fucked up, Biz. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. That's, that's who I am. Wait till you meet the kids. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. (laughs) Thanks, Biz. This is great. (laughs) One Bad Mother is supported in part by BetterHelp. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps, maybe just getting a full night's sleep, you know, kids in your house. But there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Look, having kids in your house affects us all in different ways. Whether we find ourselves in ruts, whether we find ourselves struggling with depression, whether we find ourselves struggling with anxiety, whether we just need a place to vent and get things off of our chest, therapy is very helpful and normal. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash BadMother. That's BetterHelp.com slash BadMother. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, another supporter of One Bad Mother who we love. And now combined, you have a wider array of meal plans to choose from and there's something for everyone. We all struggle with finding time to at least get something on the table at some time of day for somebody to eat. And having something like Green Chef sending time-saving recipes packed with fresh produce and vibrant flavors helps you make the most out of your day. Go to greenchef.com slash badmother135 and use code badmother135 to get $135 off across five boxes. And your first box ships free. That's greenchef.com slash badmother135 and use code badmother135 for $135 off across five boxes. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me, me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow, you mom are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Okay, all right, I will. I had one of those epic days where I just got a lot done in a world that did not want me to get a lot done. You know, like Stefan was in an office situation, whatever those are now. I'm home with the kids, not in camp. There was a lot of juggling of, you're old enough to babysit your sibling or be by yourself and a play date we had to get to. And then I had ordered uh, the kids present from a Target that luckily was close to where the play date was, not in the neighborhood. Dropped Ellis off, went to that Target, was clear-minded enough to remember that my mother was looking for a specific hand soap and... We needed light bulbs in our house. Got those things. Did a good job of not overbuying things I did not need, which is a genius in itself at Target. Picked up Ellis, replaced light bulbs, and then remembered that the day before Stefan's birthday, I made a promise to Stefan when we married that every birthday I would put the Star Wars sheets on the bed. And I remembered to get that done the day before the birthday so that he could wake up in his Star Wars sheets. And then they're on the bed for a whole week. Yay. And I did all those things. So I'm a genius. (laughs) Hi, Biz. I'm calling with a genius. It's not a parenting genius. I've been listening to the last couple of shows, and I was so angry about the Supreme Court and overturning Roe v. Wade, uh, that I made a donation to Planned Parenthood in honor of Amy Coney Barrett. Because when you do that, Planned Parenthood will send a card to her telling her that a donation has been made in support of abortion rights and health care in her honor. And then today I'm making one in honor of Clarence Thomas. I just think it's an idea to share and, um, you know, flood the Supreme Court with these cards that say a gift has been made to support abortion rights in your honor. Anyway, love your show, and um, thank you very much. Bye. Oh, naughty, naughty. <laughs> she feels like a slumber party prank. <laughs> you want to come over and spend the night? And we'll make donations. <laughs> Play a parenthood in the names of all the Supreme Court justices who took away our rights. <laughs> and then we'll put your bra in the freezer. Fucking love it. You are a genius. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Okay. No matter how early I ordered Stefan's birthday presents, only one arrived on time. And I really tried. I did. I mean, I did try. I mean, I'm not saying this, and I ordered it like three days ago. Like, I ordered it a solid four weeks ago with no indication 
that these other two things I got were some sort of rare, needed to be made by hand, a sort of, they, they weren't. So not sure where they are, but they're coming. I mean, they hadn't even shipped everybody, which always makes you look like you're an asshole. It's like that. I tried to call you. Did you? What does that even mean? You couldn't pick the phone up and but like I did order it. Oh well. Marriage over. <laughs> Hi Biz, you're doing a great job too. This is a fail. <laughs> My son is uh in baseball and my husband is the coach and we have two other kids and we've never done this before. And I went to his very first game and was watching the other two kids. And as we were starting the game, I was, like, saying to my husband, is there snacks? Oh, did we pack snacks? I forgot to pack snacks. And he's like, no, 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 there are snacks. Don't worry. They're in the cooler right there. And I was like, okay, great. And it was a hot, 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 hot day. It was, like, in the upper 90s. And my younger two kids were very hungry and a little bored. And so I was just passing out snacks. And he had done such a great job. I mean, each kid had at least three granola bars. There were these, like, cold oranges. Uh, the cold oranges were so good that I had a bunch. My other two kids, they each had a bunch. And then we get to the end of the baseball game, and I hear my husband say, mm -hmm. Okay, everybody. Come on over here for your cold oranges and snacks <laughs> for the whole team. And I had to be like, no, no, no. And I was trying to signal to him and all the kids and all the parents and everyone was looking at me. And I had to say, there's no snacks. We, I ate all the snacks. So that's my fail. My husband oh. packed the snacks, and I ate them all and yes. then had to announce to everyone that I ate them all. So I think that might be um, a new one in the genre yep. of snack fails. Hope you're having a great day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I am now. I'm having a great day now. This, this is, this is a beautiful thing. God, I don't know if I've ever heard that. I, I know I've never heard this fail. And as soon as you said, my husband did such a good job packing the snacks. There were like three granola bars for each kid. There were all, I was like, you're eating the, the team snacks. You're eating the team snacks. You're eating them. And like, I've heard enough calls and have known enough parents to know that packing snacks for games, like once you're involved in a kid sport, it goes around. Somebody's got to be in charge of bringing the snacks that week. And it's always some kind of pain in the ass. I just love that you ate them. I love that you ate them. And I love, <laughs> and I like how like proud and pleased you were of your husband while you were eating them. I, I just... I love everything about it. And I love you having to tell all of the, like, families. And this is, this is so good. You are truly a hero to all of us in this epic fail of being that mom. 
who ate all the sport snacks. I fucking love it. I know you didn't eat them all. Some of them you gave the kids. But it's much funnier if we just assume you ate all of them. You are doing a delightfully horrible job. And I love you. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem. In the briefest time, I feel like we got to know each other. Bro, I appreciate you so much for that. Do you read minds or what? It's really a very sacred space you've created here. <laughs> bullseye! You've hit the bullseye, baby! Bullseye! Interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hey, were you a reader as a kid? Like, maybe you read a lot of fantasy novels. Or horse girl books. We know how it is. But now you're an adult, and you miss reading. You're so busy, and you can't figure out how to get back into books. We're Reading Glasses, and we're here to help. Yeah, we'll give you advice to figure out what books you love, or learn to stop reading books you don't even like. We're really big proponents of dumping that book. Dump that book. But most importantly, We'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. All right, everybody, it is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Biz. This is a rant. And this is a rant about a phrase in the English language that I would be so happy to never hear again in my life. And it's the phrase, well, just you, can't you just, like, can't you just find someone to take your kid to orthodontist appointment? Can't you just fix your schedule so that you don't have to leave early to pick up sick kids? Can't you just do this something that obviously I would be doing if I could, but no, I can't. And the, can't you just have someone else do it? It just, the rage I feel could power the sun because I don't have any family around. I don't have anyone who can just do this thing. Hence the reason I am doing the thing. And then when I met with just a lack of support and then just judgment because I can't just do it, I know I'm not a failure, that this phrase is the failure. But it makes me feel like a failure because I didn't just make friends or I didn't just move somewhere that had a support system. And I know it's it's silly and that nobody understands because – this is a thing that if you have privilege and you have that, you don't hear this. But I'm tired of hearing, hearing the phrase, can't you just, because no, I can't. And, yeah, that is my rant about that phrase, and I don't ever want to hear it again. And I hear it far too often. So thank you for the show and for telling me that I'm doing a good job because I just feel like I'm not. You are doing a good job. You're doing an incredible job. And I appreciate you sharing this statement that we will never say right now. And I thank you for calling in and sharing this rant uh, about the statement that shall not be said. Oh, this is 
everything. You know, it, uh, 10 years of listening to breakdowns. There are some universal themes. And this falls into the camp of having kids in your house struggling with something and people's responses to you that make it seem like you never put any thought into the situation that you're in, right? Like, we see this with, like, sleep issues, right? Well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? We see it with eating, picky eaters. Oh, I do it. I do it. Well, have you tried? Like, ah, you know, like, of course I've tried it. I've tried all of it. I tried everything. I have tried rearranging the house. I have tried giving my kids my room. I've tried, you know, I mean, like, no matter what it is, we have learned to start from a place of assuming that it's already been considered, right? And as a person who has been in similar situations where we had no family near us and friends that were not available to support us in juggling our kids' schedules, it is isolating. And I know you've thought of lots of options. But those options are not available to all of us all of the time. And it is just another reminder of the impact of having kids in your house that is overlooked by anybody not in that situation, even if they have kids in their house right? Like, it's so easy to forget what it was like when they're infants. It's easy to forget what toddlers are like. It's easy to forget what teens are like. It's easy to forget those moments of not being able to, you know, get a schedule straightened out. How are you... How are you supposed to figure it out when suddenly your kid gets sick? No one plans on their kids getting sick. Like, that's bullshit, right? And it's it's almost just a flippant thing people say, along with lots of other things we are pre-programmed to say because we have lived in this society forever and we all fall prey to it, okay? So we also have to forgive ourselves when we do it. But it is hard when you are the person on the receiving end of any of these not-so-helpful suggestions or not-so-helpful statements. It is hard to realize that the person isn't intending it with malice. And that's, that's hard. And you don't have to all the time. You can think about that later. At the moment, you can be like, fuck you. Why are you fucking telling me this. Why don't you come fucking pick my kids up? Right? Like, I, (laughs) it's hard. It is a hard, unmanageable balancing system. And I see you. I think you are doing a good job. I know you have put thought into this. And I know that you take advantage of the opportunities when they do arise. And in other situations, you are doing the absolute best you can. Maybe collectively we can come up with a good response, right? Like, 
Is there something you can help me with when somebody says something? Or, I don't know, go to hell. That's not the good one. We're not doing that one. (laughs) Stop being very one bad mother. You're doing a good job. I see you. We all see you. You are not alone. And you are remarkable. Language. How we say things. You know what I realize is that the metaphor we used with Abby about like being in the car and realizing you've been going the wrong way and then but you still have to get to where you're going. So you turn around and get there just a little later than you wanted to is is very similar to to this rant to this notion of me being on autopilot driving halfway to the school the things that we say to each other or the assumptions that we have whether it has to do with how much effort you are putting into your parenting <laughs> or gender or just the assumption of the kind of parent or person somebody is based on where you see them in the day right like all of these things are examples of us being on autopilot. I'm not intentionally on autopilot. I don't want to take us to school and be 30 minutes late to wherever we're going. That is not something I was like, that's what I wanted to wake up to this morning and do, right? No, it's just in there. And sometimes those things kind of take over. And this is now my new favorite metaphor because All we have to do is turn around. And you're right. Nobody likes turning around and nobody likes showing up late. Nobody likes it if you have people in your car pointing out the wrong direction you've been going in this whole time, but you still got to turn around and get there. And I love that. And I love that sometimes getting to talk to people who never were going in the wrong direction. And I love talking to people who are still on their journey. It's the same thing I love about listening to the calls and the Facebook group and just having this community is realizing that everybody is going about this differently and that is okay. And that does not negate the efforts you make or the efforts somebody else is making and that we can be really kind to each other without it meaning something bad about ourselves, right? Like, you know, it's the old, no one's doing it at you and you're not doing it at somebody else. Just as long as you're doing it. Oh, everybody, you are doing it. You're incredible. You're amazing. I see you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. 
We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy may be fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. Oh, said Daddy may be fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.